Welcome to The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. And now, your host, Dave Gibbs. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. Our guests today are Martin Beyer and Peter Kirkwood from the International Center in Indianapolis. Martin is the president and CEO of the International Center and the Honorary Consul of France to Indiana. Um, he joined the center in 2011 and served the organization as vice president of programs and services until he assumed the position of president and CEO in 2017. And again, he serves as the Honorary Consul of France to Indiana. Peter joined the International Center in 2007 and serves as the Center's Chief of Protocol. His role spans advising leaders on international dignitary visits and preparing delegations for overseas trips. As a Cultural Intelligence Certified Facilitator, Kirkwood directs intercultural communication workshops for global business and local diversity initiatives. Welcome, Martin and Peter. It's thank great you. to have you here today. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you. This is um, it's a wonderful reunion. Um, well, starting with you, Martin, would you please tell us about the International Center? Yeah, the International Center is a nonprofit organization that was founded in 1973. So actually. We are in our 50-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much, yeah. And uh, it started actually in 1971, when uh, then Senator Lugo, as mayor of Indianapolis, hosted an international conference on cities in Indianapolis and needed a team of people that made sure that our delegations are welcome. Mm -hmm. And out from that, it formed the International Center of Indianapolis in 1973. And the work that the International Center is doing based on our experience working with international delegation, one area is international relocation, the destination service, where we're helping international employees and their families with the settling in process. You've probably moved from one city to another and, and you know how sometimes difficult and complicated this is. Yes. We are helping internationals that are coming from around the world working for our global companies here in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And that starts with home finding, helping with the lease contract, utility, utility setup, mm -hmm. um, and uh, school registration, social security, you name it. Mm -hmm. And in addition, we provide a cross-cultural communication, a U.S. workplace orientation for the individual, and more important, a community orientation for the family members, so that they have the vital information from day one before they run into any critical issues knowing about our healthcare system, uh, public safety, what to do in case of an emergency, and, uh, and, and what are the difference from different school systems if mm -hmm. they have children. So an overall, you know, children, yeah. overall taking care of them uh, to make sure that they have uh, you know, good assignment. And that's all part of talent attraction and talent retention. That's excellent because I, gosh, I, I just think of so many times I've moved, but usually within, um, you know, around the country. I lived once internationally, but I lived with a couple. So I didn't, they helped me along. And that was, that was good. But in terms of, of helping someone relocate and just get situated 
And it's just a wonderful thing that somebody's here for them, to help them get oriented, and also to bring them into the community where they're not just on their own. Sure. I would think, because many people live, you know, ethnic groups, people live all over the world now. It's not just here or there. Um, and I just would think that that would be such an important um, element for anybody, and it's so helpful. So it's great that you're around. That is correct, people. yeah. And in addition, we're also involved with the U.S. Department of State's International Visitor Leadership Program, mm -hmm. where the State Department invites through the embassies around the world emerging leaders come to the United States to learn on certain topics, mm -hmm. the rule of law, women in leadership, NGO management, you name it. And we host about 10, 15 delegations a year, build a professional itinerary, mm -hmm. but also create opportunities for volunteers of the international centers to meet with our delegation, make them feel welcome. Yeah, that's excellent. Because again, that's taking it to a, um, the top level of, of um, dignitaries and so forth. Now, Peter, you were um, involved with the protocol process and that's very critical with a lot of international relationships. Can you please tell us about about that procedure and relationships with people? Glad to. And I start with the definition of protocol that my uh, mentor shared with me. Protocol is the art of creating a distraction-free environment that facilitates the complete and open exchange of information to build relationships and resolve issues in international business and diplomacy. Go back to the beginning of that definition, it's an art. Okay. So a lot of protocol are rules that, that we have that we go by, but knowing how to apply the rules and how to make the scene uh -huh. uh, appropriate for all parties concerned is really the work that we do at the International Center in supporting our local officials that are hosting international dignitaries that are coming abroad and preparing them for their trips abroad, whether that's on an economic development trade mission or other uh, partnerships, because we're working with our state and local government. We're also working with our university partners. We're working with non-government organizations and nonprofits. So anybody that has those touch points of international relations and are part of that global network. So half of it is the logistics, really setting the stage. It's setting the conference room, making sure, sure that uh, we're following an order of precedence for uh, our seating and speaking roles. And the other is uh, coaching on the intercultural communication training, uh, knowing the customs, knowing the taboos, and preparing uh, so that when our dignitaries are going to receive their counterparts, that they have that confidence that they're going to make a, a good impression. Sure. And you help set the stage so you already know what you're going to be talking about mm -hmm. before you get there and uh, there's no surprises, and we can really focus on building those relationships. Well, that's very good. And it's very critical, too, towards uh, a positive outcome on that. Now, Martin, you've had, you've had quite a journey yourself. Could you please tell us about your journey from, you originally from Germany, Correct. and you've come to Indianapolis, and you're also involved with the, we'll talk about the council later, but yeah. about your personal journey, because you, you're the embodiment of the International Center, because you're international, and you're now one of us. Yeah, correct. Uh, so, actually, the first time I came to the United States was in 1988. 
-hmm. At that time, I uh, was an officer in the uh, German Air Force mm -hmm. and I received a year's flying training from the U.S. Air Force in Sacramento, California. That's also where I met my wife, who I've been married for 32 years. And uh, most of my time stationed in southern Germany, spent some time in Italy and in England. And then from 1999 to 2002, I had the opportunity to be stationed again in the United States in Alamogordo, New Mexico, where the German Air Force is commencing flying training on a U.S. base. And I was an instructor to the uh, German Air Force, but in liaison to the U.S. Air Force, the 49th Fighter Wing and the Pentagon. And uh, back to Germany. And then in 2007, after 22 years in the military, that's when we moved to uh, uh, the Indianapolis area, extra to Kabul. So I'm a mm -hmm. resident of Kabul. Well, fabulous. It's, it's great to have you here. Um, and you too, Peter. i got to throw in, even though you're a Hoosier, you're from Fishers. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, but that's a great journey, and it just underscores the whole um, intentions and purpose of, of an international center's you know, purpose of being a, a great organization for people from international um, <clears throat> backgrounds, uh, integrating and being a part of the community. Um, Peter, getting back to um, some of uh, what you're involved with, um, the Cultural Intelligence Certified Facilitator. Can you please tell us a little bit about that? What is a cultural intelligence that we'd be certified on? <laughs> Cultural intelligence is our capability to work effectively across diverse cultures, mm -hmm. both domestically and internationally. So we've got four capabilities within that. One is our motivation. Are we intrinsically motivated, extrinsically motivated, and how does that impact our uh, self-efficacy or confidence in engaging across cultures? The next is our knowledge. Are we open to learning about different cultures? Not only just the customs, but understanding different economic and business systems. Next capability, our awareness. Are we checking ourselves against what we think we know and what we're experiencing when we're engaged in those intercultural communication and engagement? And then our skills is that final you know, capability. Are we able to adapt our behaviors to meet their expectations? And these are measurable skills. They're things that we can work to improve on. So through our intercultural communication training and my work as a facilitator, we're working with Indiana businesses, local governments to develop those capabilities in their workforce to be able to resolve issues that are coming up, whether they're working with a diverse workforce locally or if they're looking to engage with their counterparts abroad. More and more, we're working with global teams mm -hmm. here in Indiana uh, that have operations all around the world and especially with the big uh, jump that we've made in connectivity with using uh, virtual meetings uh, we're able to not only do this with uh, team members in indiana but we're working with the teams uh, all across uh, the globe and these kind of workshops is uh, something we're doing uh, on a regular basis mm -hmm. again it's not just with indiana businesses it's with nonprofit organizations and governments and we have an engaging across culture uh, workshop series that we do that really brings all of those folks uh, together to share and see how they can uh, learn from one another and uh, develop that kind of community of confidence that's uh, necessary for uh, being successful in, in business. Yeah, well, thank you for that. It's um, I think that's critically important. You know, it it seems politically that the big tension is. 
um, on a large scale is between globally is between national sovereignty and globalism. Well, <clears throat> there will always be ethnic, unique ethnic groups. I think I don't I, I don't know the future. I don't know if we'll all be the same eventually, but <clears throat> to, however it goes. There needs to be a critical relationship of, of communication, and um, that's something that is, is critically important. It's not something you just take for granted because of all the, you know, our past history and how we've had conflicts and so forth. I would think that that is just that ups the game for everybody, so that when you're dealing with people, you're not going on just assumptions, and so that you're ab absolutely. You can get to a point where actually you can get on better and you can communicate in a way that um, we can always do better in communications, can't we? You know what I mean in international sense. Um, <clears throat> and um, so that's, that I think that's just, that's fabulous. Now Martin, um, to conclude for this chapter, um, we've got, um, you had mentioned the 50 year anniversary. Right of the International Center, what are some milestones that, that you would point out over the period of those 50 years for well, the International Center? There are many. Uh, based on the experience hosting international delegations, mm -hmm. but then also using that experience and bringing the team together, either with international immigrants like myself or our Hoosier colleagues that have vast experience in working and living overseas, is developing programs where we see a need that did not exist before, as for example, the relocation. Yeah. Yes, there is help in relocation, mm -hmm. but they're all, all inclusive with the empathy that, that, uh, that our team has, knowing what it means and how difficult it is to, meet from one, to move from one city to another, but then move from another country, country. And, and that goes with it. So I'm really proud of uh, establishing this. But then also other programs that we are involved, the State Department's exchange programs. And just recently in, in uh, 2020, we started a global leadership series, the James C. Morris Global Leadership Series, based on a seminar that we had before Leadership Across Cultures, uh, where we have 20 participants uh, that already established leaders in their field of expertise. But what does it mean now in an international environment or global environment? Either you do business around the world or you have a diverse workforce or diverse client base. And uh, we have a, a established a five months program mm -hmm. um, that uh, talks about uh, doing business in an, on an international level uh, for the uh, uh, companies and, 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 and businesses, but also talk about the international engagement on federal level, on our state level and city levels, including also highlighting global good meaning non-profit organizations in Indiana that are doing well around and doing good around the world. Mm -hmm. That's great. <clears throat> That's becoming increasingly important sort with of time. So well, thank you very much. Those are, uh, those are important milestones. Well, that's all for Chapter 1. We'll be back soon after a brief break with Chapter 2 on The Omnibus Show. Well, welcome back to Chapter 2 of The Omnibus Show. Go right into it. And Peter, um, 
Can you tell us how um, the International Center is tied in with the Indianapolis Sister Cities program? Yes, absolutely. So if we go back probably over 10 years ago now, we were working with the city of Indianapolis under uh, Mayor Greg Ballard's administration and uh, really got involved in supporting the city of Indianapolis Sister City Initiative. Uh, This work has led me and I work in protocol to support cities all over the state of Indiana and establishing these kind of partnerships to the point now where I'm the Indiana State Representative for Sister Cities International. So at its uh, roots, Sister Cities is a people-to-people exchange program built on this idea that everybody has the right, if not the responsibility, to shape U.S. foreign relations. Mm-hmm. We do it one community, one person at a time. It's an opportunity for people to open up their their homes to develop these kind of relationships. It was envisioned by President Eisenhower in 1956 uh, to really uh, develop a peace program. But we're working with the city. Sometimes their interests are in economic development. So how can we bring foreign direct investment? Uh, Other times it's more of a focus on cultural exchange and creating vibrant communities. But the most successful are youth and education exchange programs. Mm-hmm. We can really expose uh, kids to uh, different worlds and different ways of doing things, then you know, it really creates the next generation of citizen diplomats. And fortunately, in my work at the, the International Center, uh, I get to work on uh, partnerships all across uh, the world and really bring this uh, to our community as well. It's fabulous. Um, when I was young, um, it was about the time my sister was in high school, and we had an exchange student with, uh, she's Korean background, and, um, and the family had moved. They had uh, ended up in Chicago, and so we were just across the state line, but it was great. And I learned a lot about um, Korean life, Korean food, and so forth. And they had, um, they moved to what was Koreatown then. And so from a personal experience, that was, that was, uh, it's just such a great, it really is great to have exchanges and then exchanges on the the more higher levels in the city and the state and so forth. And um, of course I brought up the sister cities because it was former colleagues with the, uh, the uh, Northamptonshire sister city, which I was involved with for uh, a number of years. We had a great, uh, we had a lot of great events that you were involved in, and um, very fond of those. So that that's 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 a very good thing. Now back to you, Martin. Yep. On um, your position as the honorary consul of France, Indiana, that's a very unique title. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, you probably wonder how me as a German in the United States representing France but it's based on the work that we do at the International Center. Mm-hmm. We're working very closely with the international governments, the embassies in Washington, D.C., and the consulates in Chicago and Detroit, and also the Honorary Consul Corps here in the state of Indiana. And my predecessor, Diane Thomas, predecessor as uh, President and CEO of the International Center, was the Honorary Consul. Mm-hmm. And during her time, uh, as you remember, uh, we introduced the uh, French Bolloré Group to Indianapolis uh, bringing the uh, electric car sharing 
program Blue India yeah, to Indianapolis. Yeah. And uh, so Peter and I we were involved in the project management. Mm -hmm. And when Diane retired, I received a call from the uh, French uh, uh, Consul General in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And uh, he asked if I would uh, continue to be the honorary consul. And I said, well, you know that I'm originally from Germany. And he said, yes, I asked my German colleague, it's okay, we steal one. <laughs> and I said, well, you also know that I'm not even fluent in French. That is okay too. But we want this house within the international center, the connections that you have and that you made, and be a point of contact and centrally located yeah. uh, for the French citizens here. Well, that's great. Well, and that's wonderful. So um, every now and then I, I run into someone who is French, mm -hmm. or, or also I have a, a friend here. She's from the, um, it's the Central Republic, which is Francophone. And um, so there are more, more and more French people that live in our area. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so listed with the, uh, the official number with the uh, uh, Consul General's Office in Chicago are 700 in the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. But we know that the number is, uh, is way higher. It's way higher. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and as an honorary consul, again, that would be a point of contact. Yes. Um, helping uh, with facilitating some of the documents. And, uh, and also be uh, a, a person uh, in, in case uh, there is an emergency. Uh, one of the French citizens that works and lives here maybe is in an emergency um, that I can help uh, facilitate and, and, and in, uh, bring the, the French government and also support from their families uh, back in the country. Well, that's great. That's, that's, that's helpful. Again, it's helping people in transitions and in blending Absolutely. In. And that's always, always helpful. Um, back to you, Peter, on a little bit, you, you've spoken about it also on businesses, on international relations. Is there anything you'd like to add about how you work in the International Center with helping um, businesses now, as opposed to diplomats, um, businesses being involved? Because we have a lot of uh, international business in our state. And often they're tied together. So as yeah, Martin is you know, the honorary consul, so his boss is the consulate general in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're working to connect uh, the uh, government of France with Eli Lilly and company, Cummins, Corteva, uh, seeing what needs that those companies have in, in the countries and what the countries can be doing to uh, make it a, a better place to, to do businesses for, for Indiana companies. Yes. We're also working with those uh, companies on that intercultural communication training mm -hmm. piece that there's a different way of uh, communicating. There's different views and values around time, uh, communication styles, uh, whether you're high context or direct context, that's getting a little bit into the, the weeds of it. But we sure. need to know that you know, there's uh, what we say, it's the meaning's not always in the words. It can be in our nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. Silence can have you know, meanings uh, as well. And a lot of uh, our businesses, rightfully, they're looking at the bottom line. But sure. if we're looking at a long-term orientation to developing relationships and maintaining those relationships, that's where the protocol you know, comes in. As yes. Mark and I talked, we've hosted a number of consulate generals uh, from France as they time out of their uh, tour of duty there in Chicago. Yeah. But we're the mainstay at the International Centers. We 
stated we've been around for 50 years. Mm -hmm. So we hope to bridge uh, those gaps and reintroduce uh, officials and whether the turnovers at the consulate or in the companies, uh, we can get everybody up to speed and keep those relationships moving forward. Well, that's good. I, I would take it that that would be critical, especially when you have, you know, vastly different, like, you know, if you deal with English, German, French culture, there's, it's, it's kind of easier because there's a lot of that in our background. But whereas, say, somebody from Saudi Arabia or Japan, even. United Arab Emirates. Uh, yeah, United Arab Emirates, where a lot of people are, <clears throat> that's really grown quite a bit, especially Dubai. So, yeah, that's critically important, especially as, as we talked about the complexity of, of international relationships grow. Even here at home, you know, we're, we're with the Internet, you're, you're international just getting on the computer. You really are. Um, and then also um, you've spoken with the, about integrating internationals. Martin, can you please tell us about um, what is coming up? soon, up, up next, sure. for the um, International Center and what, what we have to look forward to. Sure. So, what, one uh, uh, main event that the International Center is hosting is the International Citizen of the Year. Mm -hmm. And it's a fundraiser dinner, one of our main fundraisers for the International Center on October 3rd. October 3rd. And the International Citizen of the Year uh, honors a person or an institution that uh, put Indiana on the global map, mm -hmm. map in one shape or, or form. And in the past, uh, recipients were uh, Senator Luger, Governors uh, Daniels and Holcomb, and last year we had uh, Tamika Ketchings. This year will be the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as an institution that attracts people from around the world for mm -hmm. more than 100 years. And it will be actually held at the at the speedway. So now, is it for public, or is that a group? Is that your organization and, and dignitaries and so forth? No, it's it's open too. So uh, uh, for more information and, and other events that the International Center is hosting, um, I would like to refer people to the internationalcenter.org website, and uh, you find information. And ticket sale is open as we speak. Oh, thank you. We'll we will put that in the description, and we'll have that available to our, our listeners. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. It's great having you here today, and it's great seeing you again. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We'd like to thank our guests today, Peter Kirkwood and Martin Beyer. We also would like to thank our sponsors, Hotel Carmichael. We are shooting today at Feinstein's. We look forward to being with you on our next episode of The Omnibus Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Omnibus Show. If you enjoyed this program, please like, share and subscribe to continue the conversation. For The Omnibus Show newsletter, please sign up at theomnibusshow.com.